What up, though? This is Knockouts and Three Counts. But before we bring you another episode of Podcast Gold, let me tell you about the homies over at Michigan's Finest. Do you ever find yourself trying to get yourself together and thinking, man, this is going to be a great night, but I'm looking for that little extra something-something? Well, check out our friends at Michigan Finest. If you are into medical marijuana, rec recreational marijuana, concentrates, vapes, anything of that sort, Michigan's Finest has got you covered, and as you can see here, it's all easily done by their website. It's all curbside, and you'll be in and out in two minutes, and they're family-owned and operated, so customer service is their number one goal. And now, since they are rocking with knockouts and three counts, use the code KO3MF. Yes, that's KO3MF. You get 10% off your entire order, but that does exclude featured items and items that are already on sale but if you use that code you're getting 10 percent off your items and i promise you either if you're looking for that big knockout or you're ready to hit the sheets for that three count michigan's finest will get you together tell them knockouts and three counts sent you and i promise you you're going to be having a great night peace this is the ring of honor aka shane t boy the baddest champion you ever seen boy this is mr this is good old JR Jim Roth, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Knockouts and Three Counts starts now. What up, though? It is another Thursday. It is knockouts and three counts, and I didn't die from slinging the mail, so we are here for another episode of Podcast Gold. And man, do we got a lot to talk about? You know, it's um, it, we, it's fight week for me with lights out MMA going down this Saturday, November twelfth, here down here in Dearborn Heights at Hype Athletic Center. But you know, our guest tonight is going to be knuckling up on November nineteenth. Bare knuckle style with BYB Extreme. We've got Toby Too Quick, man. How you doing, brother, man? What's up? What's up? I'm doing great. Doing great. Just got off work. So it was the, grind, the grind don't stop, man. It looks like <laughs> it don't. Straight from work to daddy duties to training. It is <laughs> blessing I us mean, with your presence. That's what I'm saying. Like the fact that this dude's doing interviews to try to help promote what he's got going down. He already knows what time it is, man. Like, let me know about that, dude. Like, how does uh, you know, being on daddy duty and having all the extra responsibilities that come with being a dad and all that good stuff? How is that uh, with your training? And is it just another day in the office at this point? Um, you know, honestly, I've been I've been actually enjoying it. Um, I take my son; he's two years old. Um, on runs I throw him in a stroller he loves to run and um, he he actually forces me to go I have a gym in my house and he actually forces me to go downstairs to work out because he wants to be down there so I mean uh, I enjoy it um, you know getting my family up there being there while I'm working out you can't beat that you know there's fighters that that leave stay away from their families and uh, you know I couldn't do that I'm a family man and I enjoy it yeah, it's it's always an awesome thing too when uh, your little ones, uh, when they take interest in the same things that you do and start to like you say, kind of drag you into even doing the things that you know you like to do. But it's like yeah. when when yeah. they start to show that type of interest, it's like, oh, okay, come on, let's go do it then. I guess you know. I I try to keep him away from it, but I, I guess I can't <laughs> help it. He he just wants to do it. You, 
He's a Even natural, man. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. at two. It's crazy. He picks up on a lot of stuff. So it kind of motivates me. You know, it makes me push harder. Pepsi's getting a lot of play right now on this. This is crazy. I yeah, mean, you go. got a Pepsi. I got a Pepsi. Where's the sponsorship at? Yeah, I will have a Pepsi every night on this bitch swing, in my Twisted Tumblr. <laughs> I've been I've been working for Pepsi almost ten years, and I've been asking them what? for sponsor, and I <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we All right, a lot so that you around. that adds that begs the question though. So since you work for Pepsi though, Pepsi or Coke? <laughs> <laughs> There, there's certain stuff I like from Coke, and this, yeah, there's such a stuff I like, like energy drink wise. You know, I like the Monster better than we have Rockstar, so there that kind go. of stuff I like better. Yeah, I ain't mad at it. What up, though, Donald? Hey, Donald, in here like every week, wait for the weekly fuck GCW, which I'm sure is coming <laughs> at some point. But uh, you know, talking about Pepsi versus Coke, you know, you coming from the world of MMA and now are crossing over into uh, bare knuckle and all these all this kind of stuff. Tell me a little bit about that. What uh, made bare knuckle a move that you wanted to make when it comes to the fight world, being that you were fighting in big promotions like Bellator just two years ago? Well, um, what made me fully decide to go bare knuckle was I um, I tore my MCL, so I was out for a, with a knee injury, and I like I like to stand up, I like to just throw hands, and I always liked Mel. You know, I was trying to fight for him when he was um, doing combates. So, and I seen he was matchmaking. I hit him up because I wanted to get get back into fighting, and you know, I wanted to test my knee out where. I wouldn't have to worry about, you know, getting taken down or leg kicks. And he offered me that fight at the time. And that was like the best opportunity there was. And I was like, hey, why not? Let's go. And fighting bare knuckle is just like fighting down at the beach over here in Hawaii. So it, it didn't really, yeah, it didn't really bother me too much that it was going to be bare knuckle. Um, but that was my main thing was just to get back into the, into the groove without, you know, worrying about my knee at the time. Yeah, that's a very uh, understandable reason to uh, make the transition for sure. I mean, if you're if you're not able to train the wrestling and stuff like that, and keep up with that aspect of the game, dealing with the knee injury and stuff, you might you know. And to your point, you're more focused on wanting to throw the hands anyway. And with the opportunities, yeah, yeah. the opportunities the way they are in the current uh, combat landscape, it seems like the bare knuckle things kind of really starting to take its uh, footholds, you know, with both BYB and Bernard, uh, BKFC. It, it is, it is. Do you feel like with your MMA uh, background, you know, with we know the new rules with bare knuckle that you can fight in the clinch a little bit and stuff like that, do you like that aspect of it coming from MMA? And is it something that you like, you feel is something that you'll have an advantage in? You know, um, I asked myself, what what the hell was I doing my first fight? Um because we work a lot of clinching, a lot of dirty boxing prior to that, just regular MMA. That's what we're kind of known for our gym. And um, when I went into that fight, it all like disappears. Like I didn't know how to clinch. I didn't know how to dirty box. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I, I think it was just the aspect of that I'm doing bare enough. I didn't, I didn't realize that I could do MMA moves in that fight and, um, you know, stuff like that. And now that I, I got that out of the way, I, I, I'm going to love it even more. And yeah, it should be fun now. <laughs> yeah, I look back at that fight and I was like, 
Man, it looked like I didn't even know how to clinch. What the hell? <laughs> Was I know so, you said uh, like the Hawaiian beach fight scene and stuff like that. It felt similar in that regard. But once you were actually in there, you kind of just said it yourself where it was you weren't able to maybe implement some of the things that you wanted to and stuff because of the transition. Was it kind of like a, you know, was it a big transition once you were actually in there? In, honestly, no, no, it wasn't. Once I got in there, you know, I, I felt right at home. But I mean, I think being it was a new sport, my new, my mm -hmm. first time and being a two, two year layoff, I kind of got a little bit. I don't know how to control. My first two, the first two rounds, I stuck to my game plan. After I got hit a few times, I think I went blank and just wanted to throw it on, and I lost composure. And I could have been from that two-year layoff, but yeah, no. Once I got in there, I felt pretty good. So now that you're in DYB, you know the other thing that's really interesting with them, like how do you feel about the ring? You know, you're fighting in a triangle. That's like totally, uh, that's <laughs> yeah. totally different than. You know, I've had a couple fights boxing and trained in a cage and things like that, but a triangle just seems like it'd be weird because if you get stuck in that top corner, man, it's got to be a bitch to get out. Yeah, yeah. When I when we first walked in for weigh-ins, I was like, holy shit, this is small. <laughs> but um, when we got in there, it felt pretty big, but I, I like it. I loved it because in in my if you watch my MMA fights, I kind of walk down people. I like to walk down people and control it, so it... it I kind of enjoyed it because I wasn't the one really running. So there's no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, less space to move around there, man. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine if you're the one trying to uh, apply forward pressure in a fight like that, you know, with the with the trigon or, you know, however they word it, that yeah. it would definitely be uh, the pressure fighter's advantage in, in yeah, that type yeah, of uh, yeah. scenario. Plus, I like to fight with angles, and I, I like to use angles a lot, so it didn't really bother me too much. Yeah, it, it provides built-in angles because you push people against the ropes at all given times, so all you have to do is step off, step back, and you're already at a completely different angle, and there's no way that they can step off now because they're already against the ropes. It's, it, yeah, it provides yeah. a ton of different uh, technical aspects, I guess you yeah, could say. Yeah, and a totally different, like... Uh approach to the fight you would think you know that, that's like a whole different strategy coming into something like that yeah it is well the thing i so my thing with that is you know now that you're going into that you mentioned uh with your training you know i did my research and your training over at uh the pen spot over there so tell me about that man like having that hawaiian background of that uh hawaiian style that you guys are all known for man like that really lends well to bare knuckle and tell me a little bit about how your training is helping you get ready for this fight. So, yeah, that's where I train MMA. And um, for the last fight, for my bare knuckle fight, I didn't strictly do hands. I I was training a lot of MMA, a lot of gi as okay. well during that fight camp. So this fight camp, I I did not train no MMA, no jiu-jitsu, nothing, strictly on hands and at home where I have everything I, I have to work for um, that I need. So this time around, training's been way better, focusing more on my hands and boxing. And I feel way more confident going into this fight. Um, my brother is, you know, training me again. He pushes me hard. So it's me and him, and then we get together. So it's some of the boys for the sparring at my house. We 
we made a triangle as well. So um, it training's been pretty good on this one. I like the, the you made a triangle yourself in the backyard, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah, right in my um, right in, right in my basement. Yeah, I like it. So, well, how are you? How are, how are you feeling on uh, your matchup on this one with uh, Julio Tenori? How are you feeling going into this fight? Um, you know, I I can't say much. There's there's no there's no footage on on him. I before they before they even posted the poster, I didn't know what he looked like at all. <laughs> so I I had no clue on who he was, what he looked like, what his fighting style is, or anything, and um. I actually, I actually feel better that way. Um, you know, I'm not worrying about what he has. What I can just focus on my game and play my game. I don't have to, you know, think about what he's good at and worry about it during the fight. Yeah, you hear a lot of fighters kind of go in it from one or two aspects. Even when there is plenty of footage on fighters and stuff, you'll hear, you know, people at the top level of the game, they'll say, I don't really view, I'm not the one that watches footage. It's my coaches and they relay what I, you know, what I should watch out for and what I need to improve on in my camp to build up to this fight. And uh, it's kind of, you know, one hand or the other because you've seen definitely success in that regard, but it's... It's fighting, right? So at the yeah, end of the yeah. day, if you're if you're able to get ahead in the fight, whether it's because you've studied or not, or whether you're just able to implement your game, that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That plus two is, you know, he's good at something. He can always switch it up, and I'll be all I'll be lost in there. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's like anything. If you're, you know, especially like any any kind of sport, whether you're talking about basketball, football, whatever it is, like, you know, if you're expecting somebody to do one thing and you're just still set on one thing, especially in today's game, it's not like back in the day where you could just be good at any one angle, either whether you're talking MMA or in this case in bare knuckle, because now everybody knows that you can fight in a clinch. Everybody knows that you can, you know, utilize the clinch. It's not like when it first kind of came on the scene where everybody was like, oh, shit, I can't fight in the clinch. Or vice versa, where it's an MMA guy where maybe they're worried about fighting out in the open. So now that you guys have had a little bit of time, I feel like it's uh, bare knuckle is starting to really blow up like that. How do you think bare knuckle is going to be in the next like couple years as far as like growing as a sport? Because, I mean, I would have never thought from when I got into jujitsu and boxing and stuff like that, that bare knuckle would be so prominent as it is now. I mean, just look at the, in a short amount of time, they're blowing up. I mean, mm-hmm. BYB just went to London. They have another show in Colorado next month. Um, I feel like it's going to, it's going to take off even more um, as more people get used to, to it. Um, I think the only downfall is, I don't know if it's just me or other fighters as well is just um, I, I want to stay active, but it's kind of rough and the, the wear and tear on your knuckles, the recovery time is a little bit longer. So, I mean, but I feel like it's going to blow up. Um, I wouldn't mind in the near future, you know, BYB versus BY, um, the BKFC one. That would be, be fun. Yeah, okay, but here's the big question. Do we do it in the Trigon? Are we doing it in a different type of ring? Or how are we going to do that? <laughs> oh, that, that are yeah, we doing you know it in a squared circle? That's right. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they'll do that one. Uh, are, or will they implement new, uh, you know, different... Something new, huh? Of, a diamond. Yeah. A diamond fighting, that, fighting the X-shaped <laughs> yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're gonna have like uh, a double layered like... cage. It's gonna be wild. It's gonna be like one of those those double steel cage matches you see. I was gonna say, you know, like it reminds me of some shit out of the TNA when they had the six sided ring. So yeah, with that being dude. said, you know, let's take it a little bit outside of uh fighting for a second, man. Were you ever a wrestling fan at all? Because we cover wrestling, boxing, MMA, all of it. So were you ever into the squared circle? Yeah, I was. Uh, my favorite wrestler back in the day was Sting, actually. <laughs> that wrestler, right? You talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I used to, I used yeah, to be all sure. into it for sure, and Sting was my was my favorite wrestler. So yeah, I was into it back then. I used to watch all of Surfer it. Surfer Sting or Crow Sting? The Crow. Yeah. Gotta be with yeah. the Crow. Yeah. Yeah. Have, yeah. Uh, the Crow was a G. As somebody who uh, covers mostly the MMA side on the show, uh, one thing I've been amazingly impressed with is uh, Sting's return to wrestling. I don't know if you've seen any of this as of lately, but he's still out there kicking ass, man. Oh, really? I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. I honestly Dude. haven't followed re- wrestling in a while. So, yeah, I was, that's where off I the came. Top of the scaffold, man. <laughs> When when I came into the show roughly, I don't know, two years ago, two and a half years ago or whatever at this point, uh, I was at the same ballpark. You know, I, like I had mentioned, jumped in as the MMA side due to the show have, you know, begin to at least least roughly follow wrestling at this point. And uh, that's one thing that truly amazes me, man, is Sting is just out there really doing that shit still. He really is. (laughs) That's, That's amazing. I gotta go check that out now. Hey, man, check out AEW. They're doing some things. Hey, and stay tuned if you guys are watching this from the wrestling and you might be seeing some AEW stuff soon. Uh, with, that being, <laughs> with that being said, man, you know, with Thanksgiving coming up, what's the uh, what's the biggest thing you're looking forward to eating once you get out of uh, fight camp? Oh, so <laughs> I, I'm just ready to eat. Usually I'm so good questions out here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually I'm usually suffering during Thanksgiving because I usually fight like right after, but um, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't mind some stuffing and gravy actually. Yeah, that's yeah. me too, man. As long as I got a plate full of stuffing, man, that's all. That's yeah, I, I, I like that stuffing and gravy, and the pumpkin pie. See, I'm not a big pumpkin pie guy, but I love hey. some apple pie, dude. I'd love me some apple pie. I'll smash apple some pie, apple huh? pie right quick. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. We got all the apple orchards up here in Michigan, so I we just took my nephew up there, man, and a hot don't the hot donuts with the cinnamon and some apple cider, yo. Like, yo, I'm with it. <laughs> but I know you are trying to get in tip top shape right now, so those are probably no nos, but with that being said, I know you got to be uh, checking out or at least keeping an eye on what's going down this weekend with UFC 281, dude. What are you thinking about these fights? Oh, it's going to be some crazy fights. Um, very interesting. Um, I might have to go to Style Bender though on this one, but it, I, I feel like I go in Style Bender, and I think that um, I think Carla's going to lose her belt, but. There's a lot of good fights. It's, it's perfect mm-hmm. for us. We get to watch some fights and it's scrap like and scrap the week after. Get Very motivated. 
Yeah. And hopefully it should be a good card. Like on paper, it looks like it should really be a good card. Like clear down to like the prelims and all that. Cause like, yeah. So often you see a card that'll be like on paper, it looks like it's going to be badass. And then like some of the fights just don't end up being what you think it's going to be. But I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. with the retirement of Frankie Edgar and all that, man, come on. Yeah. With all that hype too, there's a lot of hype between fights and then they don't show up. So yeah, it yeah. could be one of those exciting fights or just a, five rounds of boring stand-up uh, i'm just interested in the opinion uh you bring up the fact that style bender is going to get it done in the uh now rematch for the third time going into this match huh yeah what do you How guys do you, what think? do you think is going to be the difference though do you think uh do you think like the mental game that Pereira keeps talking about really is going to be a non-factor because of like the run that izzy's been on in the ufc I don't think so. I, I think I, when I watch um, Alex fight, I think he's a little bit more like not as tight and and crisp as Style Bender. And I think with the small gloves. Oh, oh he dang! He gone. There you oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> with a small glove, we got. Nope, oh. <laughs> he's muted. Oh, there, there he is. There he is. I went. I went mute. I had a call. Yep. <laughs> He's good. All good. All good. Dad duty. Yeah, yeah. It's all good, but you were saying with the small gloves, what do you think? I I feel like the style bear is going to pick him apart more, be more slick and, you know, more um, just more technical. It it definitely adds a huge aspect to the game when you switch up from the uh, boxing style gloves to the MMA style gloves. It's definitely... uh, Provides a whole lot of uh, different angles and holes that, uh, you know, are going to be in there. And for somebody like Style Bender, who's already known as a sniper, it definitely could uh, make the difference. And yeah, here's yeah. something that we're not talking about is, is the experience. This is his 25th MMA fight, man. MMA, professional fight versus prayers, what, is it six or seven or eight, something like that? Six? Yeah. That makes yep, a difference, six. dude. That's a huge difference. These guys are not the same fighters that they were years ago. Yeah, so. no, they weren't. For, yeah. I completely agree. And the championship experience is really the thing. Because, like, if you if he wins this fight, he's going to he's gonna tie Anderson Silva for title defenses. Yeah. So oh, I mean, Is that right? Yeah. Wow. If he wins this fight, he ties Anderson for most uh, middleweight title defenses. Oh, that's because I think that's ten already. Wow! Oh, wow, that's, that's quick. That, yeah, that's fast. Yeah. That's quick. And, and that's the thing. Like when you get to the point where you start making milestones like that, it's nuts. But I want to ask you about something that you mentioned with the Carla fight. Yeah, I I can't say that you're wrong because man, there's a good chance that Wei Lee's gonna come in there and like wreck shit. But yeah. what are your thoughts on this fight, for one? And two, like, what do you think about, uh, did you hear about how bad she was getting booed at the press conference, man? Like, it was crazy. She's talking about keeping the belt man. in the U.S. and is getting yeah. booed in New York. Like, wow. it's insane. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear that at all. Um, yeah, dude. I, I Maybe just her fighting style that they're booing. Um, but... I feel like Wele is way, her striking is way too powerful. She's strong. She's going to stuff the takedowns. And I, I feel like she's just going to pick her apart, really, on the feet. Yeah, I think that's this what is I a, feel. 
this is one of them fights, right? Like to your point, Kyle, how you had brought up the crowd booing her and stuff like that. This is one of those opportunities where uh, if you want to win back the fight, fighting fan community, go in there and beat somebody like Whaley Zhang, who everybody thinks is the person that's going to just run through you. And if she's able to do anything in this fight and make it, you know, truly competitive and even possibly come out with a split decision or get the victory or something along that line, it would be a huge victory. Uh, not only, you know, of course, retaining the belt and stuff would be a huge victory, but to be able to get a win over staggering competition, right? Like this, this fight kind of reminds me of the Aljamain Sterling versus Petrayan too, right? Where we oh, had yeah. seen how... You know, we had, everybody thinks that it's just going to be a run through. You know, everybody does. It, it seems like almost unanimous across the board that Whaley's going to go in there and become the, you know, unanimous champ come Saturday. And I agree with that myself, given uh, both fighters' fighting styles and stuff. And I feel Whaley's really hard to take down. Yeah. But uh, don't sleep on Carla. She definitely <laughs> got back into this position for a reason. You know, she. She had to win a lot in a row to even earn that title bout. So to, to get the actual title, even though it wasn't the most entertaining fashion, she she still has a chance in this fight is all I wanted to spit out, basically. Court, yeah, Court, yeah, let yeah. me ask you this, though, dude. Does she have to win in some kind of highlight fashion to win the fans back, or can she just get by with a split or unanimous decision? She's got to fight yeah. like she normally fights. <laughs> She, yeah, she's got a, she's definitely got to fight her own game plan. I don't think go in there and try to all, you know, switch things up. But if she's able to, uh, yet again, going back to the whole Aljamain Sterling thing, if she's able to win a couple rounds with solid back control and do a little bit of damage from mount or something like that, if she's able to show that her wrestling is actually at that level, then no, I don't think she necessarily has to get a finish or something like that. But uh, it, it's an uphill climb, That's that's for sure can't argue that one dude but you know the fight that i think everybody is looking forward to and i would say that you're probably going to be in the same boat as all of us (laughs) michael chandler versus dustin poirier is going to be a fucking banger dude how are you feeling about that fight that's going to be an insane fight yeah for sure um that's going to be a tough one i might have to go poirier on that one i i feel like he's a more of a dog in that fight but I, I'm taking poor air. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. We had kind of given a, given a light breakdown Tuesday. And same way, I feel his boxing is a little more superior as long as he's able to uh, control that range, which Michael Chandler is just really good at able, you know, being able to deceive with uh, the length of both his body, his hands, his arms, everything. He's such a short, stocky fighter, but yet he's able to get those punches out there at full extension and really connect on people. So I'm a huge Poirier fan, like I had mentioned Tuesday. The hot sauces came in, by the way. (laughs) Oh, boy. uh, So hot sauce review coming soon, even if it kills my Crohn's disease, son of a bitch. Yeah, boy. uh, I thought that uh, Creole maple that he came out with was going to be on the lighter side. You know, you think maple and hot sauce, and you're like, sounds good. Sounds a little sweet. That shit kicked my ass. That shit is hot, boy. <laughs> it, it is hot. I think it's hotter than the knockout edition, the other one that he came out with, which is supposed to be like the hot one with ghost peppers and shit in it. So, oh, God. me, myself, I love some hot 
foods and all, but I, I think my favorite's still the uh, the OG Poirier's uh, Louisiana style because the mother two man, that's some spicy shit there. Well, how about this? <laughs> Any of you guys that know me know I don't fuck with hot sauce like that. Although it's ironic that you brought up hot sauce because I'll just bring this up real quick because it happens to be hot sauce. So today for Veterans Day at work, they had this big uh, food truck, right? So I go and I get a hot dog and fries and all that shit before I go up to the window because I had to work my off day, so I figured I might as well get some food while I'm at it. Well, I just saw the packets on the table, and they're yelling at me to go back to work, and I didn't realize, oh, shit, I just put hot sauce all over this thing, and I got Crohn's disease. So I'm like, wow, today's going to be awesome, but luckily for me, the hot sauce wasn't really that hot. Otherwise, we might have been in trouble. Boys, that would have been a bad time. Buck sling in the mail, it would have been a really bad day for your boy. Now, if if you're talking a taco truck and you're you're squeezing some hot sauce off one of those, now that's that could be hot. It wasn't a taco truck, thank God. Yeah, yeah. If you're talking just packets, man, that stuff's never. It's all vinegar. That that. Oh, dude, you ain't you ain't lying, but. You know, before we get off of UFC 281, I got a couple other questions. I'll let you get out of here. Um, you know, we also got the retirement of Frankie Edgar. You know, you training over at the Penn facility when you're uh, fighting MMA and all that good stuff. What are your thoughts on Frankie, man? Him and BJ had some fucking bangers, dude. And uh, I don't know how you can really be an MMA fan or, like, anything of the sort and not be a fan of Frankie Edgar because, like, I don't, not even just on a likable tip. Like, the guy gets in there and bangs. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how you could have a bad word to say. You can't. Um, I just wish he moved down to 35 a lot sooner in his career. Um, he was fighting monsters yes. mm-hmm. and all different weight classes when he should have been at 35. I, I felt like if he went down to 35 sooner, he would have been. I think he could have been champ right now still yet. But yeah. that's, that's the only take I have on that. <laughs> Couldn't agree. Yeah, Couldn't agree more, dude. How, how, how old is he right now? Um, not sure. I'd have to look it up. But or he's he's got to be about like 37, 38. Okay. Because I, I was, yeah, I'm going to look it up because I was, for some dude, reason, I'm thinking thing, he hit 40 already, but I, I don't know. Well, dude, here's the thing, though. Like, exactly what he said. If 35 was a division when he was fighting, holy mm-hmm. hell, would we have been having a different conversation? Mm-hmm. But even saying that, this dude was champ at 55 and was fighting <laughs> monsters, dude. Yeah. Like, man, yeah. I mean, that's all I'm going to say is this dude was champ at 55 when you had straight monsters in there. The wars that him and BJ had. Then he went down to 45 and did his thing there. And now he's at 35. I mean, Frankie's just a dog, dude. We got to hear kicking the door one yeah. more time. And hopefully he's he gets 41. his stuff, man. 41 yeah, years old. Shit, and I was giving him four years. Damn it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. What a good career, though, man. Hopefully he goes out on his high horse, man. Yeah, for so sure. For sure. Yeah, Frankie the legend, Edgar, like I had mentioned Tuesday, man. I I had mentioned when this first when this matchup was first made, this Chris Gutierrez is a beast for uh anybody watching that's unfamiliar with him. He's absolutely a monster. So this is a, definitely no uh gimme fight. Yeah, I hope Frankie's uh, able to uh, walk out because Chris Gutierrez is nasty with them leg kicks. But uh, I feel like Frankie may be able to get his wrestling on uh, come Saturday and uh, get him a solid uh, ground and pound victory. So we'll see come Saturday. But 
I like the fight. I like the matchup. I just wish it was with another legend. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Frankie want, well, would want to go out soft, though, bro. Maybe yeah, he, but not uh, soft. But uh, you're you're telling me a Dominic Cruz fight would be a soft fight or something like that. I'd be we'll like, that's not knockout yeah. protocol. I think. I Plus, Either it's way. in New York at MSG, bro. Like he, maybe, I mean, uh, there's not really maybe, a better place for him to go out. Maybe that's true. Yeah. starts doing some bare knuckle after this, man. You never know. Yeah, hey, bring him over. Hey, dude. Fucking, <laughs> I mean, look, with all this stuff that Mike Perry's doing and all that shit, who knows? But all right, before I let you get out of here, man, so we've got this segment that we love to do that a lot of times pertains to the pro wrestling end of things. We call it locker room etiquette that usually goes around – We've gotten everything from wash your balls to keep your baby mama out the locker room, bring your own wrist tape, bring your own squirt bottle, all kinds of other dumb shit. But we've also kind of flipped that when it comes to the fighter side of things. So when it comes to fight week, fight camp, all that good stuff, are there any pet peeves, any uh, pre-fight rituals, or any kind of shit that you do during uh, fight camp? Um, <laughs> No, I mean... <laughs> I think um, maybe grow my hair out. I don't usually cut my hair. I let it grow. That's when guys know that I'm close to fighting. Um, <laughs> well, for MMA, I would, I would shave my whole body. Um, but Makes sense. But no, not really. I'm just going through it, cruising. If it's fight day, everybody's asking, like, what, are you fighting or what? Because I'm chilling in the stands, cruising around until it's fight time. So uh, no, not too much. Yeah, I like it because I was all sitting in the corner pissed off and shit. Yeah, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm out hanging out with my son, playing with him, cruising with the fans, and just chilling like I'm enjoying the fights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like it. Well, before we get you out of here, man, like we said, you're getting ready to fight November 19th, BYB Extreme. You know, for anybody who's on the fence about watching this or looking into watching it, Tell us what they can expect on the 19th and how you see this fight ending up. They can expect pure legal violence. <laughs> That's what they can expect. Um, just a real scrap. Um, nothing but action. That's all I can say. Hey, man, that's all you that's need to cold. say. That means it's going to be fun, dude. <laughs> that talks right he in. said he's about that action. About that action. You know who else is about that action? G3 payroll and tax. Make sure you get your money together. <laughs> I know all you motherfuckers got to get your taxes out. Well, guess what? G3 payroll and tax will get you together. Tell them knockouts and three counts sent you. And come the 19th, we're going to see if Toby Too Quick is going to get in, get out, get his money out quick with a quick knockout on the 19th. Dude, I appreciate the time. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media and uh, where they can check out the fight. Uh, for social media, Instagram, you can follow me on Toby Too Quick. Uh, Facebook, Toby Misek. Uh, the fight will be, I believe, streamed on. I need to go look that up. Actually, I think it's on I YouTube. Is, I, I heard they. I I heard they went no, on they something else. It. Yeah, yes. they signed a little uh, stadium app. Yeah, stadium, stadium app or yeah. something. I, I know it's free as well. I need yeah. to go. Yeah, I need to go find out that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Last time you had mentioned the London event, I, I, I tried to tune in, and it, the, the app wasn't working for me. So, oh, well, on, I, uh, I tuned in. It worked for me. I was right, I, I have, so. Yeah, I had my eyes on set. Hopefully, like this time it, around, uh, we we have some better success on this end. 
Yeah. Great success. <laughs> Dude, hell yeah. I'm looking forward to the 19th, man. And hey, all of you guys here in the Michigan area, November 12th, come out, lights out MMA. Kenny Cross is coming out looking like the rock with some tiger print looking <laughs> shirt. You'll have to come check out the fights and see what I'm going to be rocking cage side. Hopefully somebody don't splatter their shit all over my shirt. Until next time in the in-between time, hit that subscribe button, share it, tell a friend, peace, get you something at Michigan's finest. Right on. Thank you, guys.